And by the way, how, how you pronounce uh, your name properly? Bam, live. That's a great question. No one can say my name except my mom. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Sevon. So, like okay, the, that's what I was going to say too. I make sure. But a lot of people call me Savon or Sevi or but it but it's Sevon, like the number seven, Sevon. Okay. There you go. Devontae Smith, Cleveland, Ohio, seven AM in California. And what time is it where you're at? Eight. Eight AM. Yeah. Wait, you're only one hour. Cleveland's only one hour ahead of California. No, I'm a, I'm in Colorado right now. Oh, that's right. And that's where you go before your big fights. Yeah, yeah. Is that where you go before every fight? Basically, yeah, since uh, 2018. How come? Um, the Obviously, the altitude is oh. like a big help, like a real big help. Uh, and, you know, the people at Factory X, they have a lot of really uh, elite fighters that, like, specialize in certain things, whether it's uh, stand, striking, grappling, or just having an overall IQ. It, um, is there a, is there, is it contentious at all or weird at all to tell your, like your main train camp, Hey, I'm going here right before the fight to, sh- to do the final sharpening of the knife or no, every, it's, it's just normal for the business. Oh, People no, it's not, no, it's, it's what I want to do. <laughs> no one gets their feelings hurt or whatever. Nah, if they did, it'd be like, why you, why you, why your feelings hurt? That don't make no sense. And, and I guess you go there and you get that knowledge and you bring it back to your hive, right? You fly, you're a bee, you fly to one hive, get some knowledge and bring it back to your hive. Exactly. And vice versa. When you go there, they get, they get gleaned uh, more knowledge and skills off of you. Yeah. When I come back from Cleveland, oh yeah, I'll be on a different level. So they be, they be after me. How many years have you been fighting um, amateur and professional since your professional, uh, first professional fight, uh, amateur? Uh, fight? About, about 10, probably about to go on 11 years. Crazy. Yeah. And and you're how old? Uh just turned twenty-eight. And you fight in the one fifty-five class, the lightweight. Yes, sir. I, I heard that guy ask uh in one of your interviews I was watching yesterday if you'd ever go up and wait. And it was interesting seeing Kevin Lee try to make that jump the other day. And anytime I see a fighter do that and I'm watching, I start to get like scared for them, right? Mm. I um I can't I, that that they just be too big, you know? Like, I'm not afraid to fight big people because I've always fought bigger guys since I was little. But this is a business now, so I'm not about to, like, go up a weight class to get my head beat in, you know? And I'm not about to drain my, my body to go uh, a lower weight class. I'm going to just go where I feel good, I feel confident, and I feel healthy. Uh, if you're a 170-pound dude, that really means you're a 200-pound dude, though, right? Right. Right, <laughs> and you about you you about six foot on average, six foot and up, and it's like, and, and the majority of them, no, a lot of them can stand up, but the ones who want to wrestle and lay on you, and I ain't got time for all that. Yeah, you did you see Manny's last fight, Pacquiao's last fight? Uh, who was it? Um, I can't pronounce the guy's name. The guy was amazing. It was a black. Oh, I know you're talking about. I didn't see it. The guy was amazing, but he was too big for Manny. He was like a 147-pound dude, and an old Manny Pacquiao should not be fighting 147 pounds. Yeah. I don't think. That's what I saw. It was just too much for Manny. Yeah, I, I remember seeing the video on Instagram of his wife feeding him because both his yes. eyes closed. I'm like, dang. You did that <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> do, um, do you have one of those? Do you have a wife? No, no. I got a, I got a lady, though. I ain't got no wife. 
Oh, <laughs> con- congratulations. And how long have you been with her? Uh, for a while. For, for a good while. Does a does a fighter um does it help to have a strong good woman or is it a is it just complicated is it just make it crazier? Um, it, it all depends, you know, on that like on that situation or that relationship because you know, um, I mean, sometimes they can be supportive, other times they can be highly annoying. Uh, it just depends on the communication between you and your partner. Uh, and you know, the, uh, trials and tribulations cause everybody mess up here and there. And, you know, me being away from home for so long can make things, but you know, for the most part, everything's cool. So, I mean, I don't really see any, uh, cons of it. Um, I, I, I dug through your Instagram pretty thoroughly. It's, uh, before we go back to the late ladies, um, the, the main lady in your life, your mom, your mom got younger. <laughs> your mom when there's pictures of you as a little boy and you're and you're hugging on your mom um she looks like your mom and now when you take pictures of her she she could be your kid's sister do you see yeah. that it's kind of yeah. crazy right i remember one time we went to a fish market and uh it was me and her and it was all these dudes just staring at her and i was like all right cool and when we <laughs> went to go uh we went to go purchase some fish and uh, the clerk, she was like, uh, d- does your husband want anything? She's like, husband? She's like, this is my son. You should have seen all the dudes in that store, eyes light up. And like, oh, that's his son? That's her son? I'm like, come on, y'all, y'all. This is weird. So we left, but I get that. We get that a lot. I was uh, I was at a coffee shop. I'm in California, and I was in a coffee shop, and um, I was with my. Mo- I have three little boys, two four year olds and a six year old, and we're and I'm sitting outside at the coffee shop with my mom, and and I got a bunch of gray. Yeah. But my top's not gray. My top's still black, and uh, we're sitting outside in this buff dude and this buff chick, super hot, with their little kid come walking up, and they look young. They look like they're your age. And they go, oh, my God, how sweet. The grandparents are out with the grandkids. And my mom starts laughing. And I go, Mom, that's not funny. And she goes, "What? yeah, it's cute. And I'm like, no, that means they think we're sleeping together. (laughs) I'm like, what? I'm like, no, it's not cool, Mom. It's not cool. Plus, I don't want – it's it's pretty crazy when I grow this beard out that everyone thinks I'm the granddad. Yeah, I think it's because of the gray. But it looks nice, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I was talking to Jack uh, De La – Madalena yesterday. You you know who that is? He was on the contender series with Mo Miller, 171 pound dude. Anyway, he's out of Australia. Okay. Out of Australia. I, I um ironically, he has the uh same record as you. 11 and 2. He okay. lost his or uh, he lost sorry, 10 and 2. He you're 11 and 2. He hmm. lost his first two fights and then he him and his uh trainer got together and they're like, "Hey, we're going to win the next 10." And they mm-hmm. did it. No, no. I mean, if they made that the goal and actually accomplished it, that's a that's a huge accomplishment. That's nuts, right? Yeah, yeah. Do like ten straight. A- absolutely nuts. W- when was your first loss? Uh, by the way, your first amateur fight was insane. Oh yeah, the, the thirty seconds. Yeah, that's when I knew uh, this was the right uh, career path for me. When you won that fight? Yeah, yeah. Because there was a lot of things going into it. Such as, you know, uh, transitioning from high school wrestling into doing now punching and kicking. And then six months later, uh, I turned 18. Uh, I think it was like December something, December maybe 11th or 21st, one of those. And um, 
one side, like, I remember being nervous and finally getting into that cage and just remembering like the cage locking, watching, seeing the people eyes on me and seeing my opponent just pacing back and forth. And I'm just like, dang, well, I'm here now. I might as well do what I was trying to do. And to just lock in the way I did and get the win in 30 seconds. Didn't even know I could knock people out. I was just fighting. And uh, I was like, this is, I like this feel. I like this rush, you know, and I say about 10 years later, this is where I work. This is where I am now. You, you had been a high school wrestler and you only had six months of MMA training before your first amateur fight. Yeah. I was good at wrestling though. Um, I, I think I was, I was, uh, ranked in states or nations. One or two. I got to find the, uh, I got to find the, uh, the paper. Uh, but, no, yeah, I, I used to, I used to, man, wrestling was my first love. Like, wrestling was my, that's all I did. Everybody, when I didn't win, when I didn't win uh, or go to States, everybody in my school, because, you know, I, I didn't want to go to school for a couple of days because I was, you know, sad and depressed. Everybody thought I committed suicide. That's how, that's how much, like, everybody in the school knew wrestling is all I did. You either caught me in the wrestling room or in the weight room. Yeah, other than that, you know, that's that's all that's all I did. That's why I kept my grades up because of wrestling. That that when the guy's on the ground, that last punch you throw at him, it's it's a left. He's on his back and you're on top of him, and his head like bounces like a pinball. It's a crazy punch. Yeah, I uh, I remember seeing. Uh, like I said, I didn't know that I could knock people out. So when I was hitting them, I remember the first time I hit him everything slowed down and I just hear the referee like stop but again I'm in my mode and I hit him again and his eyes roll back and all of this is happening like super fast but in my head is super slow and I'm just like man why is his eyes like that and then I hit him again and the referee grabbed me off I'm like oh okay now I know that's what happens yeah nuts and and then and then basically you and then you have an insane celebration. You basically it's just all that I guess adrenaline and energy just dumping off of you, right? Like kind of like one of those steam pots when you're done cooking, yeah. like you release the steam on it. I mean, you just kind of explode. Yeah, uh, I mean, like it's, it's it's a crazy sport, and when you get a win like that, and you're hearing the, the the crowds screaming, yelling, people that you don't don't even know you screaming your name, like I see you, I see you. So that just do nothing but amp you more up and. Your team is screaming behind you, happy. So it's 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 a it's a lot of emotions that go with it. Um, where, you were born in Cleveland, yeah. And uh, how many brothers and sisters? On my mom's side, I got two brothers, uh, two sisters. On my dad's side, I got an older brother and an older sister. So six total. Yes. And and where are you in the in the pack? I'm like, I'm the oldest on my mom's side and the second youngest on my dad's side. Okay. So I'm like a weird middle. Right. And uh, and born in Cleveland and all and all and never left. Nope. Uh, left in like instead like moved somewhere else and stayed there. Yeah. You could say I moved. Uh, it was a point of time I lived in Colorado for like six months straight. Um, cause fights kept falling through and I was like taking the opportunity to just train in like such a like high profile gym. So I've been out here. So like I said, since like 2018, so 
this is basically my second home. Where do you stay when you go there? Man, trials and tribulations, bro. <laughs> when I first th- when I first came out here, I was staying with some people. Uh, that was like a fighter house. Yeah. And then from there, they they had a situation going on. Uh, so then I moved with a teammate the next time I came out. Then I went to another teammate uh, when I was out here. And then, uh, then I got my own apartment. And then I got another one. And then I got this one. So it took a while, but I took those steps and now I'm by myself. Okay, so so it's not like it's not like the gym just has like a, a a hotel next to it that they own and they're like, hey, that room's yours. Yeah, nah, nah. It was kind of like that with the first people, but uh, they, I guess the the kids start coming back home and they needed the space. So you're born in Cleveland, and you and you and you're the oldest brother. And um, did you when did you get into wrestling? When I was fourteen. Uh, me and my older brother, uh, we, we used to watch pride a lot and mm-hmm. we used to, um, spar in the basement all the times. And I was, I remember we were uh, talking about, uh, cause he went to Euclid high and I went to Bedford and he's like, I think he was like two years ahead of me. And he was like, Oh, you wrestle, you know, you can go against our schools and collide and we can like, you know, I beat his teammates when we finally had that, that special moment. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, I, I wrestled from freshman all the way to senior. And how did you have, did your mom make you do that? How did you have the discipline to do that? Wrestling's hard in high school. It's hard. Yeah. Especially I feel like my, my, my school had a specific uh, old school mentality where it's like the older generation really screwed up the younger generation. <laughs> so they had like not in a bad way, but they just really had them like old school like principles, like hard work. Uh, if somebody's slacking, they like they won't beat up on a guy, but they make an example of them like, hey, we here to work hard, we're not here to play. And I was just the last person to like get a taste of that. So, you know, when you got people who are consistently pushing you and pushing them themselves and you you get you for the first time in your life you you get that brotherhood you know their brotherly love in, in a lot of ways um and it's like fighting basically it was fighting without getting in trouble it was a lot of times i wanted to go in people's mouths in uh, in school but i let them slide and just be like i got wrestling later i got a wrestling meet this saturday i got a wrestling meet this friday we got sectionals this weekend let me let me woo-saw and just take it out on that. So I feel like that was just a really good, um, a good way for me to release, you know, uh, that like aggression. You were a freshman? Yeah. And and so you're at school and you and your brother fool around in the basement with some fighting. Um, and then so one day you're just like, okay, I'm going to sign up for wrestling practice. Did you used to walk to school and walk home? Were you a latchkey kid? You get home, no one's there, let yourself in the apartment, that whole deal? No, um, so I lived at that time. I lived in Bedford. Uh, we had uh, what's what's the houses that go like the vertical way? I uh, brownstones. No, like no, ones no. in New York. One person on this side of the house, and one person. On this oh, side. oh, oh, uh, town townhouses. Is that a townhouse? Okay, maybe yeah, but, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's a dude or townhouse, whatever. But one of those types of houses, um, for the most part that I can remember. Did I have to walk to school? 
No, nah, my mom gave me rides, but after school, sometimes I did have to walk home. And that, that wasn't always fun, especially, you know, uh, Ohio winters are yeah. brutal. And I just got done doing a – it was supposed to be two hours, but for whatever reason, the coach felt like we were slacking, so it was three hours. We not I don't we don't we didn't eat properly. We weren't ta- taught how to diet well. It was just starve yourself after practice. You get one one meal before you go to bed. That's how they used to teach us how to like lose weight. You uh-huh. either get a sandwich or some cereal. You can't eat both. Uh, and that right there, that's that's mental discipline. May maybe not been the right way, but still it builds some type of character when it came to that. So. So that so you, it was all self motivated. Your mom wasn't like, "Hey, you have to do sports." It was just like, "Hey, I'm going to do wrestling." You went in your freshman year. How much did you weigh your freshman year? 125 pounds. And that's what you wrestled in meets. Yeah. Uh, uh, so my freshman year I was 125, and for I say my from freshman going into my sophomore year, that summer, that whole summer, I did nothing but. Wake up in the morning, I would make a huge breakfast and work out for like two hours. I would do 500 push-ups, make sure I do 500 push-ups and 500 sit-ups a day. And the next year when I was a sophomore, I was 160. Holy cow. Yeah, I was, <laughs> yeah, I was lifting. How are you so motivated, Devontae? Like, why why weren't you out like, like doing what I did, throwing rocks at cars, um, chasing girls going to the arcade like how uh, how, how are you like like i didn't do 500 push-ups my entire high school career oh, you man. know what i mean like yeah. and you're doing 500 a day just to do it um reason why i ain't throw rocks at uh windows and stuff because my mom used to uh beat me not in a bad way like maybe let me use a better term my mom used to whoop me my dad used to whoop me so it's like Nah, I know right from wrong. Uh, girls, mm, they, they they were weird in high school. They didn't. They really wasn't with me like that. Uh, yeah, they weren't with me either. I didn't yeah, they did. But I will. I will take some of the blame because I, I didn't have much talking points other than wrestling and lifting weights. Like I actually didn't know how to talk without bringing up wrestling. Um, and. Uh, what was the third one? So, 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 uh, just doing any, like, I'm just curious how you were so disciplined. And I think you got to it. Basically, you're saying your parents, you had a strict home. In a sense. And then, plus, I mean, there's a lot of things my, my, my parents raised me to do and the way that they taught me to think or, the, you know, common sense. The kids in high school, you know, I understand, you know, it's a growing period. So, everybody listening to the rappers and singers or, you know, following the crowd. That really wasn't my thing, not because I was trying to be different. It just didn't feel right. You know, I'd rather go watch anime and lift weights and y'all, y'all rather go chase girls. That's cool. Like, I mean, no judgment, but I, my thing was my thing. You know, uh, I mean, they get look wrong back now. Yeah, it's crazy. Did you ever think you would be a professional athlete? <sighs> uh, I mean, yeah, no. Yeah, because, oh, deja vu. Bro, wow. Good. Like, this, yeah, like good. this whole thing. Um, yeah, um, yeah, no, because, um, like I said, I wanted to be in the UFC. I remember I told everybody I wanted to be in the UFC since I was 14. Wow. Um, so I knew I was going to do it, 
but to actually do it and be a professional athlete and actually be really good at what I do, it's like, oh, wow, okay, cool, I, I did it, you know? I mean, I still got ways to go, you know, for, for my personal, own personal reasons, but, you know, I did it. Are you, are you, is there something you're trying to prove? Is, is there any, like, um, dark pathology or is there like something like someone like when you were 10 someone called you stupid or there was some kid push you down the stairs when you were 13 and you're like that you know of that you're kind of like circling like i have some, i have a chip on my shoulder i'm gonna prove this to the fucking world it could be I, w- I was actually bullied um was it it was in first yeah first grade it was like kindergarten, first grade. I was like actually bully, bully. Not like the, the not saying it's not bad, but the the internet bully, the cyber bullying wasn't that. Yeah. I'm like in the bathroom getting jumped and beat up, you know, and then the teacher's not believing me. I used to have a bully named Randy. Always remember his name because one yeah. day I'm going to see Randy again. But, uh, you know, I've always been told um, that I wasn't able to do certain things, you know, basically but I feel like it's because of my character. Very, very like, ha ha, he, he, very uh, friendly, go lucky guy. And a lot of people took that kindness as weakness. Uh, even my wrestling coach, uh, he took that kindness as a weakness. Um, but even my first uh, MMA coach, you know, uh, that he didn't believe in me, you know, uh, I mean, I might as well say, you know, you know, uh, you ever seen that? I forgot what it's called. You ever heard of a man named Bill Duff? There used to be like a martial art uh, show where him and this other character used to like go around the world learning like martial arts. I, I don't, but I'm going to look it up as soon as we get. Yeah, off. yeah. Look up Bill Duff. But uh, so he was my first uh, MMA coach. He was cool. But I remember it was me and my, uh, a former teammate of mine with well, two former teammates of mine. And we were getting to a point where the gym where we were at they really weren't taking us to where we needed to be. They were kind of like a cardio uh, kickboxing, boxing place, but they had, you know, cage fighting. And we were like the good ones. And I remember when we like went up to them to discuss about, hey, you know, we thinking about going to another gym, um, you know, no hard feelings. It's just, we don't have the type of work here. We, you know, they had us sparring old ladies where we couldn't fight back. We had to learn how to just move our head real fast while they like swung on us. Right. And so, yeah, they helped us with our head movement. And yeah. I re- I remember he talking to the one guy. He was talking about the one dude. He was like, hey, uh, I- I'm weird with names. But, okay, well, he was like, dude, hey. He was like, you know, you're a really good boxer. You know, fast, got a lot of knockouts. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I understand why you, you can't be here and this and that, you know. Do, uh, do number, uh, letter B, whatever, do B. You know, you have really good wrestling, really good technique, and you're going to make it far and this and that. So I'm just waiting for my turn, you know, because yeah, he yeah. Different, you know, and he just he just looked at me and he just, you know, kept moving. Like, oh, what about me? He was like, ah, well, you're just trying to kill people. So and I'm just like, what? I kind of thought that was the, you know, and no hard feelings to them, but they not in the UFC. You know, they not doing what I'm doing. And that's just a very small glimpse of what a lot of people have done. And it, I remember a point in time I felt like I had to prove something to them just to like really rub it in their face. But I'm at a point now that it's like I'm not here to prove anything to anybody. You know, you hold no power over me. I'm here to do what I know 
I can do. You know, when people say, you know, what what makes you do this? What makes you feel this way? Is because because I know I can. You know, like I I know mm. I can do it. Like I just know I can. So why not do it? Yeah, that's how I feel about podcasts. Mm. See. Someone the other day made a comment in the uh, in the comments, and they're like, "Man, you have the worst memory for for a guy who interviews people for a living." I'm like, "I don't interview people for a living. I interview people because I can." <laughs> See, it's not, it's not my it's not my fucking job. I didn't I didn't I'm not interviewing Devonte Smith because someone's telling me to. It's because I mm-hmm. fucking want to interview Devonte Smith. Yes. See, go on the same page. I, I, I'm doing I'm doing what I want to do. Yeah, so it's, it's a it's a trip, right? And when people say shit like that too, I start to think, oh my god, is their life like that? Do they not mm-hmm. do what they want to do, and so they can't imagine us doing what we want to do? Yes, they follow the trends, and one of the trends is wake up, go to work, and make somebody else richer. And that just didn't sit right before me. I I, I worked at a uh, a job that they would call a career, you know, Nestle Stouffer's. Yep. And every day I'd be like, I was saying, like, I do not like, I know the boss still has to do some work, but I know he gets to wake up whenever he wants to. Right. Yeah, he has to go to a meeting, but after that meeting, he gets to go do whatever he wants to do. And I, I didn't like sitting here on this line sprinkling cheese and some guy in a white coat with his hands behind his back looking at me, telling me, you're putting too much cheese on that. You're losing this money. I ain't losing this money. I'm still getting paid. With <laughs> so I ain't like that. I ain't like that feel. I think uh, I have nothing nice to say about Nestle's or Stover's or anyone who's selling garbage <laughs> food and spreading type 2 diabetes to the public. Hey, yeah. I ain't got nothing nice to say about those guys. Um, so... So at fourteen, so so like I watched I watched the UFC uh, pretty religiously. I try to watch as much MMA as I can. I spend probably shit. I don't know. You know they got the three hours every Saturday of UFC mm-hmm. on, and then when I'm riding the assault bike or something, I put on the TV and I watch all the gossip. You know, like those little ten minute gossip videos on YouTube. Like mm-hmm. today, Conor McGregor fell down the stairs, or today Devontae yeah. was seen buying a new necklace, or just whatever the shit they say. Yeah. And um. Where was I going with that? I, oh, here, I, I would never, I, I never would want to go in there. And at 14, you, no, fuck no. I, I would, ne- I can't have someone punch me, like be chasing me around, trying to punch me in the face, get around my neck and put me to sleep. Yeah. And and, and at 14, like you want to do that. Do, do you, uh, like, like as a part of you, like, do you have that? Are, are fighters like, hey, I don't want to do that too, so that's why you guys do it? You guys are facing your fears? Like, I'm like, well, that's scary. I'm not going over there. And you're like, well, that's scary. I'm going to go over there and check that shit out. I feel like my life has brought me to this point. I could, I feel like I could do anything I put my mind to, but I've always been in fights. You know, um, I was the, just being straightforward. Is, is that's the yes, best? please. Yeah, yeah. I was the very, I was the small, dark-skinned kid, you know, and my mom said I used to have clown feet, you know, and it took a while for my, for my body to grow to my feet. What so size, I used to, what size shoe? What size shoe? Right now I'm a I'm a eleven and a half to twelve. Oh. But when when you seen how my body looked when I was like five or six compared yeah. to twenty eight, it's right. like yeah. Right. So I used to get into a lot of fights. Like like I said, I was bullied, bullied, uh, and. Uh, the, the school that I went to at that particular moment, I think it was like K through six or something like that. And I was in kindergarten getting beat up by like third, fourth, fifth, sixth graders. Yeah. And 
I used to get in fights in the streets. I used to get, <laughs> I used to get in fights in middle school. I used to get in so many fights that when I went to ninth grade, my mom before like before I went to school, my mom was like, "Hey, you cannot be fighting these people. They will take you to jail, juvenile, one or two. And when I wasn't fighting people, they had to start picking on me. I remember I go come home like I'm trying. And it ain't working. And it got to a point where my mom was like, go ahead, Vontae. And the next day, when I tell you I had a smile on my face, I was ready. So I feel like it's just a natural thing. Like, yeah, it's still scary. I mean, you going in there to fight another man that's been training, that has his own, you know, problems and traumas and things that he's fighting through and his own thing. His own, he has his own goals. And I'm pretty sure he wants to win just like you. But that's what makes it fun. Like, MMA is like, you get to create your own style. Like, yeah, you have the bases like boxing, jiu-jitsu, wrestling, kickboxing, Muay Thai, karate, all those things. But you have your own unique flavor, uh, depending on, you know, your your body, you know, and what you like to do and what you've been through that brought you here. Are you, are, can you remember the last time you were in a street fight? Are those days just long, long behind you? The last time, man, the last time I got to a street fight. Uh, so, okay. So we were down, it was me and my people who was down in Akron, and Akron, Ohio. I forgot what the, this little plaza called, but it was, it was a lot of like college kids and people go to, you know, for bars, hooking, all that cool stuff. And I didn't know my one dude, when he get drunk, he, he fuck with people. I ain't know that. I just know if you're a part of my team, you know, swing first, ask questions last. Uh-huh. But so what happened was we was having fun and we all walking back to the car. It's like it's like six of us. I don't like going out if you can't fight and if. You know, yeah, you can't. It got to be a, at least minimum five people, and you got to be able to fight. Not because I want to start stuff, but just in case something happened, you're not the scary guy running down the street when we need help. Right. So uh, we was walking, we was walking in the parking lot, going back to the car, and I remember my dude Marlon. He was like backing up. It was weird the way he was backing up, and I'm seeing three dudes walking up on him with a fist ball. Now, before I did anything, I looked around at my people like, y'all don't see what's going on, and everybody just, you know, in la-la land. So, the, one of the big dudes that was, like, trying to swing on my dude, I just went, came up from behind him, and I just started going. And they, uh, uh, my dude, one of my, my dude, Jarrell, he grabbed me, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? They was just playing. And I'm like, we don't play like that. I don't know you. That's not what we do. Come to find out, no, they were actually trying to jump him. And then chaos broke loose. People were starting to get slipped because then more of my people started coming out. And then I'm just watching, like, people get kicked in the chest. One guy tried to, like, stop it. I ain't going to name nobody. But one of my people came up from behind him, hit him, slipped him. People was getting, like, drop kicked because these are all MMA fighters. So they hit people with, like, special moves. And I'm like, ah, uh, we can't. They were all MMA fighters? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, that's like you can't, I can't be with you if you can't handle yourself. You know, but now <laughs> I know it got, it got, it got so bad that uh, anytime I went out with him, 
I'll be like him and his brother. They were they were notorious for like getting drunk in a fight. And I like start the day. We we all we be pre-gaming and we be in like a hotel chilling. I'm like, hey, if you get in a fight, if you get in a fight, I'm walking away. I'm not helping you. And they'll be thinking I would be playing and they'll laugh like all oh, stuff. But I'm like, no, for real, because y'all just be starting stuff. We went out. I seen them about to start some stuff, and I was just, I was just sitting back watching. And as soon as they stood up to walk over there, I went, I went the other way. I was like, I, I'm not playing with y'all. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> gave them the heads up. You get. Yeah. And how old, how old were you? Probably like 18, 19. Okay, so that shit does not happen to you anymore. <clears throat> I stay out the way. People shoot people now. I'm cool. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was. I heard an interview from uh, Daniel Rodriguez. He's in the. He's one of the welterweights in the UFC. Um, and he, he's, uh, he basically said this in, in an interview, he said he used to fight a lot as a kid. He said he's probably been in over 200 street fights. And the reason why the UFC is so much better is because when you're done fighting and I, I bet you, you can relate to this. You don't have to worry about then someone stabbing you or shooting you or like you win the fight, you lose the fight. It's over. There's a ref in there. There's a doctor in there. It's over. He said, he said, once you do street fighting, he's like, you never know if they're going to come to your house afterwards. Mm -hmm. You don't know if you have to fight them tomorrow. Mm -hmm. It's fucking just, it's chaos. And -hmm. I was like, wow, I never thought of that. Um, you know, I, I probably haven't been in a fight since the sixth grade. I've probably been in five fights my whole life, you know? So it's like, so it's, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting. It's it's all it's all relative, right? If you're fighting, oh, yeah. if you're fighting a shitload growing up, then the UFC probably doesn't seem that crazy. But if you're like yeah. someone like me, the UFC seems completely insane. Especially when you see somebody get kicked in the face and then they like, you know, freeze up. It's like, oh yeah, I don't want that to happen to me. Are Are you gonna have kids? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm waiting though. I'm waiting because um, I basically got them. I, I mean, I don't have any that came from me. But I basically have kids, uh, so I'm, I'm waiting, you know, because I want to make sure that, I mean, I know you'll never be ready, but I want to make sure I'm financially, like, yes. stable, yes. emotionally, mentally stable. Uh, but I'm getting practice with my baby brother, my nephew, and my niece. Yeah, Yes, cool. I am. I'm getting a lot of practice with them. I didn't have kids until I was 43. I was with my girl for 20 years. Okay. And and we were never going to get married and never had kids. Like we had the talk. We're like, ah, that's just, just, we're not just, that's just what everyone else does. Right. We're not, yeah. we're not, we're not doing that. And then when she was 39 and I was 43, she's like, Hey, I want one. And by then though, like you, like I, I grinded in my thirties yeah. and my twenties and, mm-hmm. and I saved a sh- I saved every, like, like you, I just worked. There was no time to spend money. I just put my head yeah. down and worked. Saved all my money, and so it's great. And now I'm 43, and I just I, I do podcasts in the morning, and uh, and I, then I hang out with my kids all day, take them to jujitsu, tennis, mm-hmm. swimming, just all that. See? Shit, right? And yeah. you you seem pretty healthy. And that's and that's yeah. I just I just work out every day. That's right. Simple like, oh, shit. I don't yeah. Be 40 and 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 old, and my kids are 10. I'm like I've seen a lot of men in their older ages still like you got to just work out. Go work out there. Yeah, I don't drink Coke. I, I don't eat cookies. I just, I'm just, I just eat fucking meat and vegetables and drive my kids around and and, and chill. That sounds nice. Oh, it's so nice. It's <laughs> so nice. Life's life's good. But but I worked my ass off in my 20s and 30s, like like mm-hmm. you said, like you're doing. And I really I really liked kids, and I had kids in my life. But like I just never thought I was gonna have my own kids. But then as soon as I did, I was like, okay, this is for me. Okay. 
Okay. That's something to look forward to. Um, tell me about, uh, do you have a manager? Yeah. yeah. And, and, and who's your manager? Uh, Jason House from uh, Iridium. Oh, I've been trying to get him on the show too. Uh, he's a uh, guy. He, he's a busy man. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's good. He's good in the DMs. He always responds, but I got I got to get him scheduled to come on. I'm so interested to hear his story, how he got into the game. And mm-hmm. is he does he represent more MMA fighters than any other manager in the business? I think so. I think I I don't know if he do, but I think so cuz he be having everybody everybody on the roster. <laughs> yeah. And 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 is it because he's a good businessman or is it because he's a cool dude? I say both. He's a really, he's a really, he's a really good dude. He's really cool. He's both. He's a really cool dude. Really nice. He'll be straightforward with you. Uh, shoot, he got me in the uh, on a contender series, uh, uh, contender series of uh, thing fight, um, and that was the first thing he did for me. You know, uh, he actually was. Uh, and once you get him on here, he'll tell you himself. He was actually like basically hunting me. For a whole year and some change, I had like really bad managing experiences. <clears throat> so when he came my way, I really wasn't trying to hear him. But he had hit me up every blue moon. It was like I thought it was weird, but it hit me up every blue moon, like just checking up on me. And um, I remember when we had had a conversation about a certain situation, and he was just basically telling me like, "Bro, man, you know, I'm not telling you that." You know, everything's going to be perfect, but I'm letting you know that I will work. Like, just give me the ball, bro. Just give me the ball and, like, let me do my let me do my thing. And the first thing he did was get me on a contender series. And since then, we just... What is it? What's it look like to have a bad manager if you're a fighter? Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, when they say... I mean, shit, shit, shit happens, but... When they say they're gonna do something and don't do it, don't don't like you know after the I say after the second time or maybe maybe the third, but after the second time, man, they they BSing you. They they tell you they'll basically make you do all the work, and then they still want a percentage in the sense of you got to go get the sponsors, you got to do this, you got to do that, and and then I remember that happened one time. I'm like, ain't you supposed to be doing this? And they, LOL, no. I'm like, then what are you doing? Like, what do I have you for? Um, they will lie to you. And they'll, they'll, if they bring up a lot of numbers, like if they don't answer the question you ask them <clears throat> and they say, tell you all this good stuff instead of like, when am I fighting? You know, and then they say, oh yeah, the, 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 the UFC and, and then this guy, and then, and then this is happening, and you just like, well, I just needed a like a simple question. I mean, simple, simple answer. They BSing. Uh, uh, almost like, almost like you, you feel like you start to feel like you're being hustled. Yes, if you feel like you know, I don't want to say it, but I'm gonna just say it. If you feel like you're being hustled, you you probably are. You know, I'm not telling people to be overly paranoid, but it's a business, and they will say anything just to keep you on. I remember my last manager when I got to the point of like I I I I, I, I ain't fuck with you no more, bro. Because you ain't you ain't really for me, and you ain't I ain't saying this disrespectfully, but basically this ain't a match. And he would try to hold me on, talking about like oh the UFC man, we're gonna you know I, I was getting some calls from the contender series, and you know, and then when I left him, when I left. Uh, maybe two, three days later, he takes me like, oh, the UFC just hit me up looking for a, a lightweight, but 
I guess you know, you know, you're not with us anymore. So have a nice life. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So for somebody who's struggling and want to be in the UFC, and they keep dangling the UFC in front of you, and you don't know how else to get into the UFC, because I was knocking everybody, knocking everybody out. I went to a whole whole nother state and knocked out their number one guy, and I still wasn't getting any calls. And oh man, I had very bad experiences with managers. Um, it's, it's interesting you say that. It's, it's funny how people react, right? That's always the telltale sign. H- how someone reacts when thing when they don't get what they want. So mm-hmm. let's say let's say let's say you ask a girl out and she says no, and you said okay. And then there's two ways you can, you can you can act, right? You can be like, okay, I'm going to up my game. I'm going to work out a little more. I'm going to yeah. buy her some flowers. You could, or you could be like, fuck you, bitch. You don't deserve <laughs> me. And it's like, well, you just kind of just proved your point, right? Right, like, like she, like she made the right call. You're a fucking quitter, a bitch, and yeah. a complainer. Like, yeah. and, and like, why would she want to be with you? Exactly. Instead of being like, okay, I'm, I'm going back to the drawing board. Yes. Next time I ask her out, I'm going to sing a song and have a guitar or some shit. Yes. Like, yeah. Up your game. With fireworks in the background. Yeah, you're a crybaby and a quitter. Yeah, yeah. So I, I totally hear you. So you, the second you say, "Hey, I'm going to move on," it's like, well, I got the U, like, I got the UFC and on the call, but I guess you don't want. It's just baby shit. Yeah. It's not big boy shit. No, at all. Um, I'm not really into the. uh, I can't even believe I'm going to bring this up. I'm not. I don't really do too much of the sex thing or the race thing or Mm -hmm. any of that shit. It it, it kind of annoys the fuck out of me. Um, uh, I I think it's it's uh, the root of most of the victim mindset. Not that that shit doesn't happen, but I have this question Mm -hmm. for you: Are there any female managers? I've never in the in in the fight game. That was one of my bad experiences. She was my first. Uh, oh, you did you? So you did have a female manager? Yeah. Because I, I haven't seen one. Okay, interesting. Okay. Yeah, she was. Uh, uh, and I'm and not- I am sexist as shit because obviously I never think of women as being hustlers. I always think of oh. women being nicer than men. Nah, than men. nah. She was, <laughs> she was very. I don't want to say manipulative, but she was the first case that I remember. Okay, so I'm from Cleveland, right? And Pittsburgh, depending on my where. mom's from. My mom's from Cleveland, by the way. Oh, for real? Yeah. You ever been? Uh, maybe when I was a kid. Maybe when I was a kid. My grandmother was there when she passed away. I think that was the last time I was there. I'm gonna say you should go with summertime. Wintertime is just super cold. Yeah. But uh, oh yeah, yeah. I've been to Cleveland since then. When I because I, I used to work for CrossFit and, and we did did some business trips there. and i was there in the winter i was there in the winter yeah i did like it i I mean i enjoyed the restaurants i enjoyed hanging out like in that big square i stayed at the ritz carlton there it was nice but it was fucking cold it's it's that it's it's that frigid cold that's like and i'm weak california shit yeah your skin was hurting i know it was uh she had me uh she had me uh she had me like drive down pittsburgh is like two three hours away from cleveland right uh-huh. And she had me drive down to Pittsburgh for this like arm wrestling tournament to uh-huh. like you know introduce me to like the alcohol vendors you know like Budweiser and uh, Coors. I don't drink beer, so if I'm like if they're the same brand, I'm sorry, Heineken, just all these alcohol vendors. So I drove two three hours to this arm wrestling contest. I partake, I partook, and like one you know just the fuck around and shit and i remember i like knock on she was in the back and i knock on the door like hey you know when you gonna introduce me to you know the people and she just got a wide of cash just come uh they're not here yet I, i'll uh I'll, but i'll let you know all right cool go back to you know mingling talking to people come back 30 minutes to an hour like hey so 
when you go introduce me, oh, um, yeah, give me a second. I got to do this. And then I'll, you know, we'll, we'll do that. I was like, all right, cool. I did that like three, four, five times. And now, because I was trying not to get mad and I was trying not to like, you know, because this is my first time dealing with this. So I'm trying to see it to the, through that, to the end. And I forgot what happened, whether they left or something happened to the point that I'm like, yeah, I'm about to just drive all the way back home. Uh, so I basically came out here to take pictures with people that not going to remember me. Uh, cause I, like, I wasn't in the UFC, so they have no reason to remember me. Uh, I remember we started taking pictures. She had me do this photo shoot. She had me, look, one of the pictures was, I got, I got my underwear on, right? But I got the belt covering up, like, basically, like, I look like I'm naked. And I don't know why I was doing it, but I was like, well, my manager said we doing this for, like, whatever and i was like all right cool i'll go with it and that that shit it, it did nothing it didn't grow into anything i i bas- i feel like she just got like she can put it on only fans now probably get a couple of dollars from it um but yeah yeah she was she was real bad now learn from her sister that she's never managed anybody she will always send me pictures of her with stipe like little things like that like you know I've seen Stipe, his gym is like five minutes away from my house. I've seen Stipe plenty of times, uh, but she'll be like in the, at an Indians game with him. And she'll just like do like a show a little picture that she's with him. And me being new, I seen it as, okay, she connected. She in there. She got clout. Yep. Yeah. And she'd always tell me, I remember talking to her about shit. I mean, I used to drink back then, not heavily, but I used to just, just drink, you know, it wasn't my thing, but since I did partake in some of the uh, activities, I'm like, whatever, let's get some Hennessy, uh, uh, Hennessy sponsor. And I remember she would always tell me that she's about to go talk to Hennessy. She's about to be wearing her pencil, t- pencil tight dress uh, uh, to go talk to the, to the folk. And I'm like, all right, cool. Never grew into anything. I forgot how we even stopped talking. I think I just like I'm done. Uh, so yeah, no, yeah, male and female. It don't it don't matter because they if they on some trash, they on some trash. Yeah. Um. So you said Stepe's gym's five minutes from you. Yeah. And that's where Mo trains, also, right? Yeah, yep. I've had Mo on the show a few times. Uh, what did you think about Mo's performance on the Contender Series? I felt like he did a great job, man. Like me too. It, it threw me off when they didn't give him that that contract. Uh, um, but I mean, it is what it is. I mean, the only thing I don't I don't know, man. Truthfully, because the dude was catching Mo with some leg kicks, but I mean, Mo was catching him with the boxing. He was the aggressor. He had t- he took him down plenty of times. It wasn't he that won he won every won. round. Every round. Yeah. He held. You seen the one when he held the dude's hand and kept hitting him. And it was yeah. actually like, I'm like, so to be dominant like that, and even even though he looked fatigued in the third round, he still did his job. Yeah. You know, he went out there to win. And, you know, yeah, he didn't slam dude on his head five times or get the knockout, but his, his technique, his his will to win, uh, I, I feel like that should have showed, like, give him another shot in the UFC, you know, and he'll be there. But... It is what it is, but he he he's he's on a route to get into the UFC. That's for sure. Do, how did you meet Mo? How did you guys meet? If you guys are at separate gyms, how do you guys run into each other? Same manager? 
no, no, I've, I've known, I've known Mo for a while, actually. Uh, like before, because he had a cameo. Team. He had a cameo in your on your YouTube station on on episode four too. I noticed. I'm gonna look at you, bro. You out here looking at the traveling circus? I'm, I'm oh, I, I watched them. Yeah, I watched them all yesterday. I got on the assault bike, put on my headphones, and oh, and I appreciate that. What you what you think sweat. about it? I liked it. Uh, I, you want to know? So I've made a lot of movies. I've directed 10 movies. I got uh, four movies in the top 10 on uh, all time on iTunes for documentaries. Oh, I've been so- I've been around a lot of movie making. Um, if you want to take just change the whole game, you got to get a wireless mic. The guy who's mm-hmm. filming, you have to put a wireless mic on the guy because okay. half the stuff I can't I can't understand. Okay, and, and I that, appreciate the feedback. I, I and it. and there's some great tidbits in there. You're training with some really smart guys, and there's some great exchanges in there. But like, I just can't hear it. Okay, you know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. like, oh shit, what did they say? And then I rewind it, and I'm and like, there's too much like fan noise. And okay. but if you just get a um, you can get a, a cheap wireless mic that's high quality, like two hundred bucks. Okay. And I can send you a link to it afterwards. And then yes. you just plug one hey. end of the camera and the other end, you just whoever's talking, you just clip that shit on them. Okay, cool, cool. It's, it's like it. kind of hard when, when people like fighting and sparring. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I, I do you. appreciate that. But but I but I enjoyed it. I watched all four episodes. I, I flew through them quick. Cool. I'm glad. Yeah. And and it's good people. And I was excited to see Mo. So sorry. So I interrupted. So so tell me. So you've known Mo a long time. Yeah, I've known him. I've known him, known him for a while. Like before the UFC. Uh, see him actually get here. How do you guys meet? How do you guys I, meet? How do you know? That's the crazy thing. I'm gonna have to. I, I'm gonna have to ask him because I I kind of forgot. You know, but different was, gyms. You're at different camps. Yeah. Uh, he okay. was strong style. I was evolve, and then okay. I left evolve, and then I was just I was a, a a lone fighter for like a year and some change. So I was just doing my own thing, no gym. I just be. Going from Cleveland to Pittsburgh, I I be gym hopping anywhere that there was work. That that's where I would go. Uh, and I remember he was just just that guy that is still be fighting too and be good doing good and we'll talk, we be vibing well. And again, just to see him getting this far and doing as well as he does, he's doing. I'm like, wow, good job, bro. <laughs> Keep doing your thing. And he's cool as shit. He's mellow. He's like he's got his he's got his head on straight, right? Like he knows where he's going. Yeah, most definitely. Like he, he he's focused. Um, are are you a jujitsu practitioner? Like, do you have a, a gi and a belt and all that shit? I technically got a gi and a belt. My uh my uh my jujitsu coach back at home in Cleveland, he wanted me to do gi. A gi. Uh-huh. The only reason I don't be wanting to do gi is because he just wanted to beat me. Okay, he because in no gi I get to use my athletic ability. And oh. Yeah, I seen that guy in your Instagram. He, uh, older white dude with yeah, the fucking yeah, neck right. like a fucking rhino. Yes. Yep. Yeah, yep. he looks like a savage. Yeah, so. He looks and, – and, and then I went to his Instagram account, but he competes no gi. Yeah. Uh, okay, thank you for letting me know that. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Oh, and he's great at no gi. He's like holding up his no gi medals and shit. Yeah, right <laughs> He's so close, man. <laughs> he's actually um he's actually my strength and conditioning coach back at home too. Okay. So yeah, he he he'll work you. He he will get you in shape. He like he like uh one of them uh meatheads, but he got a lot of like you know good techniques. He's very understanding. If I'm hurt or not feeling well, he's like go home, take three days off. Like we have a really good relationship. But when I'm feeling good, uh get on the bike, rower. Uh, 
sprints, lift this up, throw it this way, move that way, climb. He sometimes I feel like he just be making shit up, man. <laughs> just to just to get you to sweat. Yes. Uh, Devonta, you had a pretty crazy injury, at least what I think is a crazy injury. Uh Achilles, right? Yeah. And and the, so that's that's basically the tendon on your ankle, that big thick thing, right? Yes. That goes to the bottom of your foot, to your heel. Yeah. And and I read on your Instagram you described about um when it, it, it did it snap just clean? Uh it, is snapping and rupturing the same thing? I don't know. Yeah, well the doctor said rupture. They said it, it ruptured all the way through. Uh basically uh I was sparring against my teammate uh Yusuf Zalaw and he threw a uh he threw a flying knee and I went from like a uh orthodox stance to a southpaw stance. No, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, orthodox. Then I stepped back into a southpaw stance, and from the flying knee, he switched it off into a head kick. And from this stance, I blocked the head kick. All the weight went into my, my ankle, and I felt pressure. Didn't understand why, but I was like, okay, pop. It felt like if your foot was dorsiflexed, it felt like somebody just stumped on the back of my ankle because I was in so much pain. And I'm like trying to like bite my gloves off, like man, take these off so I can rub my leg. And I'm like just holding my foot like who was behind me? Who was behind me? I keep looking behind me. And like Yusuf was like, nobody. What was wrong with you? I was like, well, I don't know. So like five, ten minutes later, after the pain started going down, I'm like, all right, I think I'm cool. I think I was just one of those things that just like, damn, that hurt. Once I stood up, bro, it felt it felt like my leg was a noodle. And I'm like, oh, that doesn't feel right. Like, obviously, I've never had a ruptured Achilles, but I just knew like, like, that. Like it's just da- – like you can't control the foot? Like it's just – No, because I, I stood – you have, you seen that uh, Gervonta Davis fight when he fought uh, – what was that one Cuban fighter that he ruptured his Achilles and he kept fighting? I know what you're talking about. But, yeah, we were, we were on the same page. But basically, yeah. I was able to stand on my foot. It just didn't feel right. right. And I remember, like, limping to the chair. And it was like, okay, I'll take you to ER. To by, the, ER. by the way, all the all the other Achilles snaps I've ever heard of before are exactly the same way. It's it, it, I've, Only ones I've ever heard of before, it's, it's usually like someone running to second base or something yeah. in baseball. And, and the person thinks that, they, that a ball, someone threw the ball and it hit them in the ankle. Yes. So they're like looking around being like, who, hit, who threw a ball at me? And so you're kind of describing the same thing. Like, who the fuck was behind me? Exactly. Yeah. I, okay. Hey, it was one guy that I knew. Somebody was behind me. I was staring at him like, it was you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they took me to the hospital, man, and I was in a wheelchair. And the ladies, the the the, the doctors, they they brought me to the back. And one of the uh, I don't know if she was a nurse, the doctor, but I didn't know in order to check to see if your uh, Achilles is still attached that you're supposed to squeeze the calf muscle. Uh-huh. She didn't like one, two, three. This is what I'm gonna do. She just grabbed my shit and squoed. What I tell you, I was so close to backhanding her, I had to pause myself because it was like, it was just that that immense pain and you just want to react to it. Yeah, And I'm yeah, like, what yeah. are you doing? She's like, oh, you got to do this to see. And I'm like, why you ain't? She's like, yeah, I did. It's, it's ruptured. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh. I don't know. 
And, and how do you, how do you, you're, do you have a UC, UFC contract at this point when that happens? Uh, yeah, at that time, yeah. And are you, are you just tripping? Are you like, is that the lowest point in your career? I've been lower. So it did suck. Um, it did. It's like, it's like, um, it's worse than on prom night finding out like your tuxedo didn't show up. And that you're going yeah. in jeans. It's fucked up. Especially when you're just coming off of a loss. And oh. like, this is your fight back. And bills are bit piling up back at home, man. You got a lot of shit going on back at home. And you're not, you're living with people. And there's just a lot of things going on that's not right. And then this happens. And it's like, I have to go home now. Like, with, with, with nothing. No trophies. No good job. No. Uh, did you have your girlfriend at the time? Yeah, you did. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah, but it still sucked to come home with with nothing. You know. Yeah, and, and your money maker's broken. You, yes. you, you rely on your body. Yes, and knowing that you know, basically, I'm the breadwinner in the family, and now I can't provide. That that really did something to me. I mean, my family's very supportive. They they helped me all the way through. But still, just as a man and just being used to able to help and do make sure everything is cool and then having to like take a back seat, it just wasn't a good feeling at all. And 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 it was 17 months from the day you, you heard it to when you got your next fight? Basically, they were um they said that when I spoke to the doctor, he was like, it takes about a year. And then from there, that's just basically as strong as it's going to get. But you want to take the full year. It was like, because if it ruptures again, the second one is the second surgery. Is it not? It's not going to be as good as the first one. And um, I really took heed to the doctor's warning. And, you know, even though people are like, oh, you could be back in six months. Like, nah, eight months went by. It's like, oh, you can come back. Nah, nine months. You can come back. Nah, then twelve. It's like, oh, you should be good. Nah, then <laughs> a year and three months. Then a year and six months, and then I was like, okay. Now nah, I was tired. I come back now. I've never heard of anyone break doing it, hurt, injuring it twice. Have you? Uh, nope. But I didn't want to be the first guy. So. For for sure, for sure. Smart. You sound smart. You sound smart as shit. And um, is it in your head at all? No. Uh, I believe it's not because I took that time off, you know, uh, that time to like really let my body heal, really go with through the trials and tribulations of, you know, fucking up, you know, being sore, taking it, taking it at my pace, not somebody else's pace that really don't know how I'm feeling. I took it very slow. I, I trained with people that I under that knew what my situation was. It wasn't trying to like, oh, it's the UFC fighter. Let me train really hard to prove something. I was very smart on who I trained with, how I trained, and how anybody felt. It was like, oh well, like you ain't going through this. Um we've only scratched the surface with Devontae, to be honest. Uh he has a fight October second. He's eleven and two. You really don't want to miss him. I'm not saying that because he's on the show. I didn't choose him for any other reason except that he is uh, extremely intelligent in the ring, and um, I don't know if he's going to take offense to this, but he's extremely violent. It is not. <laughs> a, um, 
it, it looks very dangerous for his opponents when he's in the ring. He's like a fucking lawnmower. You do not want to be anywhere where he is uh, approaching. Uh, October 2nd, uh, UFC, you have to watch Devante. Just like I told you, you should get on the um, Jack Della uh, Mandalena bandwagon. You should definitely get on the Devante Smith bandwagon. You should follow on Instagram. He's a fucking class act. He's extremely funny. I, I wanted to talk to him about his creativity and all this, but he has to go train right now. Um, he told me he only had an hour for me, and I appreciate it. But I will bug Devante after he whoops some ass on October 2nd. I'll be here for it. We'll all be cheering him on and uh and and thanks, brother. I really, I really appreciate you taking the time. I I mean I can't tell you how fun this is for me. Sure. Thank you. I didn't even know it's that time yet, so it flew by. Bam. <laughs> what what one last one last question, real quick. This will be super quick. When you were injured those 17 months, did you still sweat every day? To uh, take care of I, your mental health or no? That bro, that's that's the thing. That's all I could do, you know, because I was literally in the bed. The majority of the time, until I was able to walk with a boot, and even so you couldn't boot, even sweat. So you couldn't. Nope. There was nothing you could. Oh my god, that must yeah, have been yeah. driving you insane. Yep, I was. I was smoking hella. I was reading books. I oh, was. Well, that's trying good. To, I got into stocks because I like. I needed to do something. I had to work something because I'm a snap. Because <laughs> I'm used to doing shit, and uh, you know what a bob is. Oh yeah, yeah. I got a bob. I, yes, I don't. Yeah, I, I mostly just stare at it, but I got a bob. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I I usually uh, as a joke, I put Bob by like the door, and I'll call the kids in. So if they open the door, Bob's there. So it's funny <laughs> see their reaction. But uh, once I was able to like slowly do things, that's how I was just working on Bob, bro. Awesome, dude. Thank you for your time. I hope you have an amazing training day today. Thank you, bro. Thanks for having me on, man. I really enjoyed it. And 